I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you cheetah girls and or the Spanish musician backslash dance specialists in Spain? Uh, I'm Alan. I'm a cheetah sister. Oh. And I'm Max. And this is Zetus Lapidus. That's the pod- true. Yeah, it's the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched The Cheetah Girls 2. It's our sequel run, everybody. We got a bunch back to back to back to back to back, back to back. Except jump in in the middle. But this is kind of kicking it off. Yeah. It, it, and you know what? Boy, did we did we do a kick. This is it. Everybody told us when we finished Cheetah Girls. You know, I, no spoilers. I don't want to know what y'all think. Okay. But I just want to establish for the audience. When we finished Cheetah Girls, got some brutal ratings. I re-listened re- to our ratings today. I gave it a 1.4. Uh-huh. Alan a 1.6. Molly a 2. Pretty low. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. But Bad. everybody assured us. Everybody assured us. Cheetah Girls won not that good. Cheetah Girls 2, though, comes out swinging. And so I'm excited to hear what we all end up uh, writing this one. Yeah. You know, I sent you both a text in our group chat. Uh-huh. Uh, that said, I feel lied to and cheated, and I. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was, was pretty a, funny. You know, it, that was a joke. Alan. That that joke was better than this movie. <laughs> wow. I'll say that. Wow. Hey, <laughs> hey, I spoiler, sorry, I, spoiler indeed. Come on, you know, I I'm sure this is a big twist and the big old plot twist. You're setting up a big twist at the end that you're oh, for sure. really good. That was a joke. Okay. You are. I like, loved it. That was sarcasm, and you loved it. Okay, I loved it. Yeah. The description of this movie is: the girl group returns for more adventures. This time, traveling to Spain to take part in a music festival. Not mm-hmm. bad. Also better. Than Pretty good story. summary. Uh, the, uh, you know, it is a good summary for this film. It doesn't yeah. give too much away, but it lets me know key plot points. Yeah. A hundred percent. This movie was released on August twenty fifth of the year two thousand and six, and I have got to know. Did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. Same. Did not. I am. I think we all mentioned this before. I think we were all largely unfamiliar with the Cheetah Girl franchise in terms of the films. Mm-hmm. We can say that no longer. Unfortunately. We got one more, right? We do. No um, Raven, though. No Raven is in that one. Ah. The, the Raven is, is gone from the Cheetah Girls One World. You know, I never thought Ravens really fit in with Cheetahs anyway. It didn't make sense. <laughs> One's a bird, one's yeah. an animal. It's it's yeah. it's kind of tough. Theoretically, a cheetah could eat a raven. Exactly, very easily. Like, there is a cat yeah. bird. Yeah, dynamic that's a whole here thing that I'm that's not, a whole I don't bit. feel yeah. good about. Yeah. yeah. The top song of the time was "London Bridge" by Fergie. How come every time you come around my London, London Bridge will not go down? My London, London, London will not go down. My lo- that's a sexy song. Is that about panties? I think so. it is. About I don't know what about interpret panties dropping. Interpret yep. what you want as the London Bridge, but yeah. it's definitely about having being available. I think mm. that's about panties dropping. It's about panties or like legs being closed or like maybe uh, 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 some uh, kind access of like access granted yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying the top grossing film of the time was invincible the disney movie is that a football movie yeah yes mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. is that right. the marshall um thundering herd movie Let's take a look. This is not the TV That's series. We Are Marshall. Yes. Oh, that's We Are Marshall. You're I right. think Invincible is about somebody that was a walk-on to a professional football team. Yeah, Vince Papali. Does he, does he uh, walks under the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah. Right, 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 the that Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. For someone that doesn't know a lot of sports, I love a sports movie. They're great. 
Yeah, it's a that's the one where it's uh, the he's playing D line and the guy's like if the knuckles are white they're leaning forward and they're going to try to rush you if the knuckles aren't white that means they're going to try to go around you so use that to your advantage. Yeah. That's the iconic thing that I remember from it's, from that movie. It's like a a rookie like a second chance yeah. later in life yeah. type based thing. on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. In other news of the time, the Domesday Book, which is the 920-year-old census record of England under William the Conqueror, finally goes online. Wow. Now, I read this, and I was like, that can't be that interesting. And then, I, I, upon first reading it, I was like, is it the Doomsday Book or the Domesday Book? Um, but no, the Domesday Book, it is just like this massive census that was taken from William the Conqueror to try to like keep track of all of his land that finally went online. And effectively, for the longest time, regulated property value, which I thought was pretty wild. And the fact that it was 920 year old, years old and finally went online to then be updated fairly regularly. My nerdy brain thought that was interesting. In other news, the International Astronomical Union, they met in Prague, everybody, and they voted to strip Pluto of its status. Gross, yuck. Come on, man. It happened in August of the year 2006. Just we dark. lost Pluto as well, a planet. We got Pluto back, right? No, Pluto That's is still not a planet. It is an orbiting mass. But that you're an orbiting mass. Thing, got him. What's that thing called? Where you make up a thing so that you can remember things. Uh huh. You know, a what I'm mnemonic device. I know what a you're mnemonic device. About. It yeah. ruined. That ruined it. Well, they need a new one. I bet teachers today it teach ended a with new pizzas. One. What does it end with now? Well, not pizzas. Um. Underwear. <laughs> sure. Wait, is it Uranus last or Neptune? I, Neptune. Because uh, it was like Pluto. my something mother, my very eager mother, something something nine pizzas was the uh, was the mnemonic device. Uh-huh. And then no more. It's just nine. We don't know what this nine nine. Ordered us nine. Ordered us nine. Nachos. Of what? Oh, Who knows? Ordered us nine. Right, yeah. right, okay. Or ordered us nachos. Yeah, we can make it nachos now. Yeah, ordered us nachos. Ordered us nachos. Yeah, we solved them. I'm really, sure it's already been it's solved. It's actually just simplifying. That's It's cleaner. <laughs> right. yeah, but would you rather have nachos or pizza, though? Depends uh, on the time, I think. Uh, and the, and some, where it's some from. Some days I would rather have nachos. True. Other days, days I'd rather have pizza. Yeah, 100%. True. You know what I'd always rather have? A shorter sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to remember the planets. <laughs> A shorter mnemonic device yeah. is always preferable. <laughs> Give me one last word to remember. Let me tell you, I'm happy about it. Yeah, but Pluto's not the one you forget. That's true. I literally just said, is Uranus last one? <laughs> you forgot Neptune. <laughs> I forget some of the middle ones. It's the beginning and the end. You're I, like, no. Mercury, I mean, Pluto. I knew, I knew that they were both in there. I just didn't remember what order they were, which is the point. M- Mercury, Venus. Are we next? Yeah. Earth. Earth. Third. Mars. Uh-huh. Saturn, Jupiter, Jupiter. I want uh-huh. flippy floppy those. See, you, you, you are for me. It's the middle. Me? For me, it's You're the middle. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm good. To, I'm good through six. I know them all. Just what order are they in? Yeah, <laughs> I need a mnemonic. I, am, I need a mnemonic device. Yeah. <laughs> but now, if I know it ends on nachos, I'll never mess it up. Yeah, wait till Pluto uh, comes back. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. if its orbit ever come becomes a circle story. instead of an oval, it will be back. But it, I, it is not good. I just to. think of the dog being sad. Honestly, I don't. I remember a picture. The way on dog. social media of Neil deGrasse Tyson with Pluto, and he was like looking through a telescope, and it was like, not anymore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, with that somewhat sad news, shall we move into the Cheetah Girls 2? 
Cheetalicious. Let's get into it. Growl power. Growl power. power. We see both of those signs pretty darn quick in this movie. It starts out with the chance of Cheetah, 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 Cheetah. Pretty popular for a sophomore. uh, (laughs) They're juniors now. Oh, we skipped a year. So we skipped two years. They were freshmen in the first, and now they are juniors. It has been a two-year progression. But they are demanded. Demanded. At, At their high school graduation party. And they are out there to sing their songs. Now, I, I, I made an observation here, mostly a question. I actually noted, noted a question to myself. About halfway through this full-ass song, I thought to myself, God. is every song that we are going to hear throughout this movie the full length of the song? Or is it mm. going to be perhaps yes. maybe a preview of the song? No. Uh, so Each that we might get an idea. seven minutes long. Yeah. And, and then maybe be drawn to, I don't know, an album. No. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I just think... This movie tells you what it is right off the bat. Yeah, they're music like, video. they're like, hello. This is a series of music videos. Buckle up. With, yep. Co- like like interlinked you know by some bad acting. Yeah, you know immediately. This is what this movie is. And you know what? When we gave our bad ratings to the first movie, everyone was like, "Yeah, but it's really about the music videos." And I was like, "Cool, but I would go on Vivo if I wanted to watch the music videos. I I, I wanted to watch a film, right? right? Sure. And so." When this kicks off and it's just a full song music video, I was like, oh, okay. Here we go again. again. Kenny Ortega, listen, from the majesty that was High School Musical, we have gone back to Cheetah Girls to him like, Kenny, what's happening, man? Yeah. Well, the main difference between, I think, this and like an actual musical is the music in a musical advances the plot. Yep. This is just music. Music. For the sake of music. For the sake of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, the songs have nothing to do with, mostly, with what's happening in the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't move you forward and act as a plot-moving device. It just acts as six minutes of them singing, lip-syncing mm-hmm. badly, yeah. if we'll I'm being say I, I like the first song. Yeah, the first I, song I, was good. I, I wrote that, too, and I actually like multiple of the songs yep. more than the last movie, but I really had a hard time getting past their lip-syncing, mm-hmm. which is atrocious Mm -hmm. yeah the party's just begun everybody that's how we that's appropriately how we kick off this movie yeah also ever since alan pointed it out in the last one i can't get over the fact that they're called the cheetah girls but primarily wear leopard print Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all i can think about so much what also messed with me and i'm going to posit this to you now and perhaps we will take moments in this assessment and uh, deep dive into the cheetah girls too to Maybe determine I'm incorrect. Perhaps I am. And I posit to the both of you that the plot of this movie is the exact same as the plot of the first Cheetah Girls yeah, film. No, that's accurate. that's accurate. I don't need to prove you wrong. I because I, I am co-signing. I actually that made a similar note, which was, oh, this is the same movie again. We're just in Barcelona now. They just all have the same problems, but except for Aquanet went on the subway, so she had to get a new personality trait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Dorinda, Chanel, and Galleria's problems are the exact same. Just well, no, Spanish. I, I mean, Aquanet consistently doesn't have anything do happening. Yes, in this like right. she just that like, girl okay, can't I'm she sorry. finds she, places to disappear to I'm that's sorry, all that her it is. personality trait is now fashion design because she made it on the subway which was her entire personality yeah, the first movie yeah that's true that's but true. It, i mean the beats are the exact same in the timeline 
Because the first one kicks off with Chanel having problems with her mother being boy crazy. And this is the same thing that kicks us off now. Because Chanel's mom, I believe it is Juanita. Juanita is wanting to go to Barcelona to meet her boyfriend, Luke, because she wants to, as she continues to remind us, she wants to get that ring. She wants to get engaged. What, what do you think it is about? Okay, so in the first year, girls, Chanel's tension was mom's going to move me to Paris. To live with her man. Uh-huh. And now it's mom's going to move me to Barcelona to live with her man. So Same man, though. Is it the same she guy? Po- they say, I thought he was French or I thought he lived in Paris. And she said he did live in Paris, but he's Italian. And that, like, they, it's the but same he's guy. he's Italian? Yeah. Spanish? Is he Spanish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, now it's really confusing. I missed that line, but that would be very confusing. I'm so sorry. For, some, Spanish. for some reason, when I hear... Luca, I think Italian. Well, probably because yeah, of the, the Pixar, the Pixar movie, film. True, but no, they they made sure to wedge in a line of I thought he was French or I thought he lived in Paris. Yeah, he did, but he's actually Spanish. Like okay. it's allegedly the same guy. And and part of this whole deal is that Chanel Chanel doesn't want to go, and we sort of get this muddy set of rationale and reasoning from Chanel, where she's like she never decides on a reason why she's mad at her mom or the movie it, it we get a we get multiple different reasons offered all of which would be fairly legitimate if she just stuck to maybe one or was like i'm feeling a lot of emotions about the thing but if it feels like she's just sort of bunny hopping from i'm upset because to i'm upset because to i'm upset because yeah and it's not consistent i don't care if it like if you've got multiple reasons you're angry express them sure but this just felt like she was like no, you've you've disproven this one reason why I'm mad. Here's another one, and I'm like, I, uh, uh. and maybe that's just trying to explain the emotions of a teenage girl. I don't know, right? Like, I yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, having I, never been one, I think submitted for your evidence, we get Chanel's uh, story immediately, and we hear this is exactly the same as the first movie. Uh-huh. Her tension hasn't moved on at all, and we'll we'll continue to find the other girls as we go. The solution that the Cheetah Girls come up with is, you know what? All the Cheetah Girls got, just got to go to Barcelona. And I got to say, I don't think her mom's being unreasonable, even a little bit, not wanting to do that. Of course. Because imagine yeah. you want to bring your daughter to meet your long-term boyfriend who you're hoping hoping to marry and introduce them and see if this could be a cohesive family unit. And she's like, no, let me bring all my friends. And then her mom's like, maybe not. And she gets mad. And I'm like, no, that's a very rational response because why would she want to be responsible for four teenage girls in a foreign country at her boyfriend's house? Seems incredibly reasonable to me, but you know, Chanel can't, can't move on from it. And she's continuing to talk about it at the girls sleepover at Galleria's house and out of fucking nowhere Aqua sees a shooting star as indicated by shooting star and then runs to window where the girls all gather and then unprompted decide to make a wish together to which they moan Barcelona I gotta tell you Max yeah the sigh that exited Alan when the shooting star scene <laughs> could only be akin to the noise he made during Magical Mr. Mistopheles when we saw cats. <laughs> because the, the Aqua Deck goes, shooting star! And then they run and the star, just like the horrible CGI star uh-huh. goes by and then they're all going, Barca. Alan goes, Ugh! <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't realize it was that loud until Molly was cackling in the corner. Yo, <laughs> oh, you did not like that. <laughs> I just was like, what the fuck, man? Well, I was like, is this movie magic now? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, because what happens is the wind magically blows a magazine to a Barcelona-based song contest, an artist contest, to which they're all like, yep, that's our avenue. Wish granted. It's, it's just like what happens in the first Cheetah Girls, where a problem is presented and solved within 15 to 30 seconds. And th- that happens That's multiple times in this movie. That is this movie. Why? Okay. So they get this flyer blown in. They look at it. It's for a music festival in uh, Barcelona. They decide this is their way. And then they look at it and they say submissions were supposed to be in by yesterday. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why? That's not gonna stop them. <laughs> so why put that line in the movie? It's right? So they, they go. They go. Oh, submissions were supposed to be about yesterday. We'll just call them in the morning, right. and then they do. And there's no like, oh, sorry, you were supposed to submit yesterday. They go, all right, come on in, and like. Then why is that fucking line in the movie? Is it, to like, is it to prove that they are so good? Because like, no, because they don't do anything. She just calls and asks to come. No, they, they do an acapella session. Oh, yeah. But like, uh, could you imagine you. the 2006 grainy ass noise of four teenagers singing acapella into a phone from landlines, countries and oceans away? It would be so bad. And they're like, that is the sound we want. Give us more of that. So, obviously, they are invited to Barcelona to take part in this contest. Yep. And obviously, listener, they take this information to the parents. And the parents are like, no, but yes. Well, they, they lie. They are invited to meet with the director. Yes. No, but they think they're in. Because when they get to the audition, the guy goes, you didn't think you were just in already, did you? And they're like, no, of course not. And they have to sing right then on the spot. They think they already got in. Oh, interesting. My, my read of that was that they knew they had a meeting, but they weren't in. Because then when they meet with mom, she's like... They just let you in, and the girls are like, yeah. They're terrible actresses all the way around, but something the director said made me believe that they weren't actually in, and this is a this is a huge problem I have with this movie. Problems get presented, and they're solved six minutes later, because yeah. this is another one where they go, they say, oh, we're just picking up our registration forms, and the guy's like, no, you have to have a real audition, and they're like, oh, no, we haven't prepared anything, but then they sing one of their stupid songs, and oh, no, you're in. We have to have yeah, you. And you're I'm like, a marvel. Uh, and again, why did we have this? Pre- this didn't need to yeah. exist. They could have just been in already. Yeah, they, we build this unnecessary. Well, so that they could sing. Yeah. I mean, that's why. All like, of the, all of these it's problems all are, just to give so them right. more reasons to sing. Sure. Right? So, you're so it right. It couldn't have been a sound check, though. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why have those? <laughs> yeah. It's so... It couldn't be the eighth time they visit the dancing cat and have a live. <laughs> oh, my God. The dancing I, you know cat. What? I want to go. <laughs> that's, uh, what a great children's club is what that is that is a, that is an 18 and under club right there yeah i felt like i feel like that may i mean you know uh, regardless of the read i it felt like mom galleria's is, mom galleria's mom dorothea is like well y'all are full of shit but we're just gonna do it anyway 
it felt like Dorothea heard them say like, yeah, we're just in this festival now and knew they were full of shit and just said, all right, fuck it. We'll go to, I want to go to Spain. Yeah. We'll go to fucking Barcelona. But also it's mind boggling to me because you, you, you both say that and are correct, but it is also correct that Dorothea presents to gallery the same issues that she had in the past, which is you need to go to college and get your education, which is solved through through Galleria making some faces at her mom and be like, Ernie, but I'm going to be a singer first. And I'm like that, this is the same shit you did I, the first movie. I like, this say, has happened already. I got to say something now because it drove me insane for the whole movie. Uh-huh. And I don't think Raven Simone did this prior to this film. Cause I would have, I would have gotten mad in Xenon or uh-huh. the first one, the overacting and face facial expression she makes mm. drove me up a wall mm. like she has developed something on that so raven that she did not do in og cheetah girls and i i don't think she's a very good actress to begin with but she has now the most over the top exaggerated like cartoonish facial expressions mm-hmm. that like i was like stop 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 yeah. stop uh, it drove me batty and that's only increased by the fact that i fucking hate her character mm. i think galleria is the worst female lead we've had in a decom gallery in the it's weird to call her a female lead i don't i think she's less of a female lead in this movie than she was in cheetah girls one mm, yeah I'd agree. i also think that her arc or or the writing makes her more likable in this movie than the last one because in the last one she's written to be like over controlling overbearing and in this one you see her be controlling but in a like we just need to prepare i'm like it's i think she's written to be more likable in this movie but i think all of the supporting casts around her doesn't serve her. like i remember being really delighted by her family unit in um Cheetah Girls, one, one, because I liked them, but two, also for the representation, they were a biracial family, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And now you have dad written off as this like DSX Machina character mm-hmm. who they go, well, we need some way for Dorinda to pay for this flight. Dad just has points. He's doing it. He's and then in like, Hong Kong. Yeah. And then later when Galleria like gets to the walk away moment, just like she has in Cheetah Girls 1, it's like, I just called dad and he's going to make sure I get home. Like dad is just this like off screen money funnel to like solve all the problems. And I miss that. I miss that character. Like I wish dad was here. Mm-hmm. I still like mom a lot. And I actually yeah. really like the friendship between the two moms. I thought, so that, was, I. That, I so thought that was very endearing. I will say one thing, Max, that to your point, I do agree that I think Galleria's character was better written as a part of the cohesive unit here, which made her martyr complex, savior complex exit a little bit more discordant for me. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. Because I was like, holy shit. Like, this is so out of the blue because so far you like, I've been on your team. I've been on your, like you are here in your brain to do the thing. And none of your friends want to do the thing, but 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 also like why do you have this like martyr and savior and victim victim like so many complexes are happening all at the same time yeah. here and it was just so discordant when you could just be like my friends aren't aren't into that aren't as into the thing that I as I am so I think I should step away as opposed to like making it uh, this thing that's not but we'll get there so we arrive 
in Barcelona because, you know, everybody's just okay with it. Even if they've said they're not okay with it, they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And we arrive in Barcelona. The first thing that the girls do, because we have to enforce some gender stereotypes, and that is we're going to go shopping. We got to go shopping. And we represent that with postcards flopping over the screen from different locations, some of which not in Spain. Anyway, after the shopping montage, we get coffee and we meet a very integral and important and character. Be be serious. They dine and dash coffee. Yeah, they dine and dash coffee. <laughs> they, they That's so true. They dine and dash coffee because they meet a very important and integral character to the plot here and now. Angel, the dreamy guitar player. On hell. On hell, the dreamy guitar player. Also, I want to say, I was watching them in Spain, and I thought, oh my God, they're the American tourists that everyone hates. Mm -hmm. And then Galleria literally goes, oh, we're so great. We don't even look like tourists. And I was like, on what fucking planet (laughs) do you think that you and your uh, English speaking American accents, like being loud? And I'm like, what fucking planet do you think you guys don't look or act like tourists wow. yeah they didn't show her be a huge tourist exactly and, uh chanel who is fluent in spanish mm-hmm. and can't you know is like apologetic for yeah. her basically and she's like garçons now and i i just can't stand the character uh Dallin's point we get the entrance of angel uh, another member of this music festival and a guitar player. His mm-hmm. face is on the poster. His face is the poster. It, yeah, it's not nepotism, though. No, definitely not. <laughs> Certainly not. And um, they now perform. He plays guitar, and they just improv a song. It's called Strut. Yep. And then they I liked it. wander through Spain <laughs> yeah. with him playing guitar and them all singing. I will say, listen, I'm going to give the movie its benefits when it should have them. The setting of this film is beautiful. Yes. Sure. I mean, yes. the, the environment. Made me want to go to Spain. Yeah. The environments, the sets, stunning. I mean, it is, if I'm going to watch the same movie again, boy, am I glad it's prettier this time. A hundred percent. I will comment on one thing, and this comes from me not knowing how to walk in heels. But one thing that I noticed was that as they were strutting through Barcelona, which has a lot of cobbled stone streets, they were all in very thin heels. And I was like, Somebody fell. Mm. No shot. You were able to do sure. all that beautiful choreo in this incredible setting that has cobbled and uneven streets in those heels and somebody not like I just I felt I, I this is not a judgment. I just felt bad for the actresses in this point because I was like that is a poor costuming decision. Mm. I understand why we did it. But boy, do I feel for you all of your ankles. So they strut. And I, I do think the music is better. That was yeah. I agree on the whole. The music is yeah, better. I agree. Yes. Galleria takes an interest in Angel, and that's what Strut is meant to do. Here's Angel. Here's his talent. Galleria has an interest. We're going to pay this off in no way. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, because this is... Galleria is eventually going to be like, oh, you are paying attention to other people. Then why did you introduce this character? Yes. Because, like, he's clearly the love interest for Galleria. Right. We see him one more time. Like, he's featured one more time. He shows up a few other times. Yeah. He's, like, featured one more time, and he's clearly still supposed to be the love interest. But there's nothing between now and then. But she is written to be like, I'm dedicated to my craft. Nothing Mm -hmm. can distract me. Even though he clearly has. Like, why is this character in here? It doesn't make any sense. For a deus ex machina later. I, that's that's why this character yeah, is here. Or a true. sexy Spanish guitar player. Ooh. So then we meet Luke. We go to his massive Spanish villa, 
Everybody is in, uh, enamored with Luke, save Chanel, who is just an, just so not into it and frankly quite rude to this person who is her mother's love interest. And this is just designed to introduce... Again, we're just still meeting our cast of characters. Hey, enter Luke. I did think for a second, because Luke and his lifestyle appeared to be so perfect, I did have a moment of, is this a facade? Is Luke actually a villain? Um, because he, he does appear to be pretty perfect and spoiler alert, um, he is just he's, a he's perfect, that way. Uh, I, nicely attractive man with a huge villa and good intentions. But it, I mean, uh, a classic decom trope, a glass, classic, classic, you, you know, expect. trope of like, yeah. Oh, he's so nice. And then Chanel hears him, you know, saying some shit and, but nobody believes her cause yeah. you've not liked him the whole time. Like yeah. that could have been very easily the plot, yeah. but instead we'll just have the same plot as the last one. I think he's designed to make Chanel's actions feel more outlandish mm-hmm. and out of place. And ultimately we, we don't, I don't, I don't know if I, if I feel like her apology to him later and his, his subsequent acceptance is earned really just because she's pretty stalwart in her treatment of Luke throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Luke is, as you mentioned, Molly, perfectly good guy. Here's Stays what that I'll way. say. I like this story better with him in it. Like, yes, I, I'm frustrated that it's the same story basically as what we had in the first one, because I actually like to Molly's point, it would be such a trope for him to actually be a bad guy and for her to be the one that sees it. Right. I actually like that. The resolution of this story is she has to get over her own bullshit and realize like, I've got stuff inside that I need to like deal with and I've been treating you unfairly and I like would be lucky to have you like love my mom and I want to accept that you love my mom and the way you treat. I love that. I actually think it's like good resolution and a good arc and like feels different to be honest than a lot of these step parent, you know, uh, parent dating somebody kind of story to Molly's point. It's so tropey uh, often, but I don't care about it because this is the same story as the last movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm frustrated. I'm like, if this is what we were going to do, why couldn't we just not do it in the first one? It feels like a continuation of something that she discussed with her mom in the first film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when we have, they go to the, event organizer and discover that they in fact do have to audition so they do yet another acapella rendition because we need to give these girls the opportunity to sing when they can they are immediately accepted into the contest huzzah they go back and share the good news with luke luke is excited for them yeah genuinely so maintains as one of their biggest cheerleaders Mm -hmm. throughout this entire movie we stand luke that's what i'm just i'm declaring that now and then we meet joaquin Mm-hmm. who is Luke's intern, also a count, also going to Oxford, also a dancer. Holy fuck, Joaquin is so talented. Yeah, he's a lot. He's Joaqu- a lot. Things. He is a lot. Of, yeah, of, yeah, not in personality. No, he's just a lot. Of very things. accomplished. Very yes. well-rounded young yeah. man. He also takes an immediate interest in Dorinda. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because, you know, he can dance and Dorinda's the choreographer. So the dancers gotta be interested in the dancers. Dancers gotta dance. Dancers gotta dance. Have you ever just had to dance? Yeah, fucking dance, bro. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, please. Okay, I 
don't disagree with Galleria at times, even though I don't like her. I do agree things get a little distracted. There's no practicing. But at this point, Galleria is like, all right, we got to all work and practice all these things. And Dorinda's like, but I got to work on the choreography. And this, and then the other. And then Aquanet goes, we can't even sightsee. And I was like, come on, Galleria. You're not going to go all the way to Spain and not let them sightsee, are you? Probably yes, but that made me sad. I'm sorry. Wait, are are you suggesting Aquanet has wines in this movie? (laughs) Because I... I forgot she was there. I, I, know I you know what, you know why I knew she was there because she had a glow up. Mm. I actually looked if it was a different actress because I was like, "Is that the same girl?" Mm-hmm. And it is. But Aquana had a glow up compared, she did. like, Undeniably, like no, yeah, noticeably did. compared to the other girls. But yeah, I just felt bad that like they're all the way in Spain and Gallery is not even going to let him go sightsee. Yeah, it. <laughs> at at this time, we have. We have all of the other three girls because, right, we've had Galleria meet her supposed distraction that never comes to be or ever comes to fruition. But the other three girls have to meet their distraction. Mm-hmm. Dorinda meeting Joaquin. Then, <laughs> well, I mean, Aquanet doesn't get distracted because nothing happens Yeah, she to her. does. She, she gets distracted she, with fashions. She, she doesn't really. I mean, she becomes a designer, gets, Max. She, this girl. She has a new passion. This poor girl. I have. I feel bad for this character <laughs> because, but now two of these fucking movies have had four Gina girls and three stories. And like it's there. She never gets a story. You know like, what it is? She's Bobby fucking Burke. <laughs> this oh, is what that's happens. true. She's Bobby Burke. And I don't get me wrong. I adore Bobby Burke. And but in Queer Eye, he will disappear. Like walk into us and be like, what a cool space. And then he disappears. And then all of a sudden at the end of the film, you show back and be like, holy shit, the work you did. She's Bobby Burke minus the end where you're amazed by their yeah. accomplishments. Cause she you, just disappears. You, you just forgot about her being there the whole time. Yeah. But like, she's like, I promise I'm part of the group. And you're like, did you do anything? And <laughs> in this one, yeah. she designs their costumes. She's the costume they designer her, for the again, end. She gave her that. Again, they took away her one personality trait from the last and movie, which is the fact that one. she wouldn't go. Although they they kept a few Texas jokes in. Yeah, for reasons. That has to be her other like half of a personality trait is that she's from Texas. They also made her increasingly intelligent in this one. Like she could just yeah, spout that was off weird random too. stuff. They just, they're throwing shit at a wall and hoping like, something sticks What's her. her personality? Smart designer but Texas. I'm like, with you. They go. could have given her more of an arc and not done... The, a repeat of the, the same, same yeah, fucking movie? Yeah, we could have movie? not done Galleria's or Chanel's and had Aquanet get a plot line this yep. time. Yep. Okay, Dorinda meets her distraction. They have a dance scene where there's subtle dance shade where Joaquin is like, we are going to dance New York. And she's like, all right, Spain. And like, I was like, no. No, it's better than that. He says, like, try and keep up. You're already six hours, but New York's already six hours behind. Uh, it's yes, a good, it's a good, good it's a good joke. I got to give good credits because the writing it's is pretty line. bad, but that one is good. Well, the, I, cr- the team wrote that and they were like, fuck the rest of this movie. Look at that. We crushed. I also want to give flowers to this dance scene because I liked the tango hip hop, like mashup oh, situation. Um, it reminded me of Step Up. I, I do want to say, Whenever Kenny Ortega has the opportunity to do choreo, he shines. I prefer a dance number to a song number yeah. in this movie. Like he, I mean, he the the choreo combinations here. I was like, well done. Also, Snaps. I'm sure it doesn't need to be said. I'm sure everyone would assume this. That scene's sexy. Yes, like, very it sexy. Is, that's a sexy, sexy. Well, tango's a sexy dance. I know it is, but it's just like they made they 
choreographed a sexy dance. Yeah, they did. Yeah, tang hop, which is the combination of tango and hip hop that we're going to get later. Hip also go. very. Yeah, I tried that one in my head. It didn't work out. Uh, well. Tang hop is is not great. Still doesn't roll off the tongue, but it is better than hip go. Uh, I'm not going to say it like that. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. They're they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> do stuff later. That's how I felt watching that dance. They're gonna tang hop later, you know what I mean? I was distracted by they dance and there's a whole like she goes to the studio, there's all these other dancers. The other dancers just put her in a dress and heels and <laughs> they dance, they do all the dance, and then as they're dancing I noticed like, oh, all the other dancers are gone. And I thought it was like, we're so focused on each other. It's like everybody else was gone. But no, if you look at the background, you just watch them walk away. Like, <laughs> why did they all leave? I just, oh. they all, they're all like, man, I'm fucking bored. Like this song never ends. And they just well. bailed. <laughs> We've got to go. Okay. So we have Dorinda and her distraction, Joaquin. Now we must meet Chanel's distraction in the form of Marisol because they go to the dancing cat. Meow. Where a lot of the contestants for this contest will perform. And the first that we're going to see is Marisol. And apparently, uh, Marisol's famous. In- She's actually very famous. Mm. Huh. She's so famous, in fact. Oh my God. I Kind of early for you. Yeah, this but Matt, incredibly but uh, Alan set me up. So yeah. here we go. So here we are. She, I hate what she's done. quite famous. Yeah. And, and we'll learn a little bit more about her in a minute. But I want to I want to keep it on our girl Dorinda for a second. Wait, now, hold on. You just said you got set up and now you're going back. Yeah, because I, I made a specific note to start the other way because of a quite delightful reveal I have throughout this. Oh, and I, I, I like oh. to go the other way. But I'm we're okay, already in it you. now. I already yeah, I already yeah, said you, we're yeah, you've, already it, done, so. you've already done the lead in. Uh, phrase, the editors so. already started that sweet, sweet music in the yeah, background. Sure. So we got to go back to Dorinda. Yeah. Dorinda is played by Sabrina Bryan. Yeah. And she also had a very notable role as girl uncredited in Matilda. What? (laughs) Great movie. A great movie. Great movie. Uh, And in Matilda, the villain, as you probably know, is the Trunchbull, Mm -hmm. played Mm. by Pam Ferris, who is a minor villain in another of my favorite films. She's Aunt Marge in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, which is my favorite book, not my favorite movie, but it does introduce my favorite character in Harry Potter, Professor R.J. Lupin, played Mm. by David Thewlis. Mm. He recently played Fagin in a Oliver Twist remake, uh, you know, a a story of Oliver Twist characters called Mm -hmm. The Artful Dodger. I believe it was on BBC. Mm. And playing Jack Dawkins, a.k.a. The Artful Dodger, is uh, was Thomas Brody Sangster, who's been in a lot of things. He's a sweet, uh, cute little British boy. And I first met him when he played Sam in Love Actually, uh, the little boy who's fallen in love. And um, his dad's Liam Neeson, and it's very sweet. Uh, and in Love Actually, uh, playing asshole president <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, you may recall he makes a move on... Uh, the prime minister's secretary who mm-hmm. everyone rudely mm. calls fat the whole time even though she's like a very attractive and normal sized woman um anyway billy bob thornton also played dan truman in 1998 cinematic masterpiece armageddon which i'm True. sure you both knew yeah playing halsey who's one of the uh, military guys is greg collins and and he's not uh, unfamiliar to a military role because he also played colonel davis in a masterpiece from 2019 
Taco Bell colon nacho fries colon retrieval. What? What? Which what? was a short film slash long commercial by Taco Bell because nacho fries were back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's credited on IMTV. She's not... I, I'm... Look at the poster for that. <laughs> look at the poster for that. The, tag, the tagline's like they're going further for nachos than any man's ever got or something. I want you and to listen to the no, IMDb summary for this movie because it was All right, wild. but I got more to tell you about... Taco Bell colon nacho fries oh, colon you, retrieval. You, you, Why you are there two colons? You say yours first because I just want to die. I'm processing. I, I need you to know that one of the characters in Taco Bell colon nacho fries colon retrieval is Danny Conrad, played by James Marsden. What the fuck? <laughs> An actual famous person. Literally? <laughs> what? What? When Taco Bell's nacho fries vanish, one man must go further than any man has gone before to bring them back. It's James Marston, who also played Corny Collins in Hairspray, an actual good musical. Uh, also uh, in Hairspray, Link Larkin, played by the effervescent Zach Efron. Uh, we stand. Who also played Brody in the Baywatch remake. Yep. Uh, and one of the saved people by the lifeguards, specifically saved by the rock uh was carmen which was actually a cameo by belinda peregrine who plays marisol because she's apparently a very famous singer in mexico but she really was born in spain but she's very 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 famous in mexico so it was like a huge deal that she cameoed in baywatch it was like a fun thing on the internet i looked it up that's cool yeah anyway that's that's the marisol connection taco bell colon nacho fries colon retrieval yeah that that was my favorite thing i found today that is wild and now i want taco bell huh don't blame you yeah specifically nacho fries it's not open and they probably don't exist anymore that's are they on the menu right now here's a fun and not so fun fact for you nacho fries are back that's great news you want to know how i know because i'm eating them right now literally because i've already edited this podcast once then i closed out the completely finished document without saving it and as a nice little treat to myself i door dashed some nacho fries to myself because the only thing that could console me is the sweet sweet nectar that is baja blast and liquid gold cheese and now i remember why i was craving it it was because of this all because You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way to tie this decom to the cinematic masterpiece Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. They're one of those things that like to come and go. It's like the McRib. Oh, yeah. wow. We are at the dancing cat. And, and I'm sorry, we we're talking about Marisol, and I can't tell you if she's good or not because I was too distracted by the fact that she was wearing her short pants. <laughs> one, one jean short and one jean leg on her oh, pants. That's so good. I couldn't stop. I loved it I was so like, much. What, is, what am I looking at here? <laughs> so confused right now. And a top hat. And a top hat and like a, a coat hat. with tails. It was it the was craziest so outfit. Well, it's not we'll get to we'll the get craziest to the, uh, outfit there are some wild outfits near um i will say that her singing that we get when she's singing in spanish her uh, what i'm assuming is her native language is it is she's beautiful yeah i mean it's beautiful but when she, she when she's being forced to sing in english i think i'm like oh i get what they're trying to do here and they were trying to establish her as somebody who is talented but not as talented because what what, what we have happened is that 
Marisol's mother, is it Lola? Mm -hmm. Lola attempts to ingratiate Chanel as the resident Spanish speaker of the Cheetah Girls with Marisol in an attempt to split the Cheetah Girls. Here's something that I found weird about this scene. So Marisol performs. Mm -hmm. uh, as she comes off the stage, uh, Chanel grabs her, says, you were great. The girls continue to talk. Marisol only comes back because Angel comes. See. Plays his guitar. And Chanel knows the lullaby. And while he's performing on stage, just starts <laughs> fucking singing this from the audience. So and then Marisol I, joins uh, her and starts singing with her. And the whole audience now turns their back on Angel, <laughs> who is on the stage. And they just watch these two girls sitting at a fucking high top. And I thought, how unbelievably rude this is. <laughs> yeah, and they all start swaying. Like, it really weirded me out. And then they all started doing backup vocals. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can watch them. Raven, like, looks at Aqua and, like, mouths. And I have captions on. It's like, mouths silently. And then they look at Dorinda and they're like, yeah. And it was almost like a Kobe Calais, like, can you count me in? And then, <laughs> and then in the middle of this like sing-along day I'll go Ooh, and like I'm I'm literally like this poor guy he is sitting up on this stage playing his guitar and no one's even looking at him the fact that he continues playing <laughs> is, to me, a show of great graciousness and acceptance you just because here's the deal if if that's your gig, you are meant to perform. And the entire audience turns your back. I'm like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. They can acapella it. They have background vocals now. They don't need me. I just literally was like, this is rude as hell right now. Also, this is when I wrote the note. The songs in this movie are too damn long. Even yes. this, No kidding. Even this stupid lullaby is the... <laughs> we don't need... The, it just as a... And I, I, I'm putting this out into the ether with the understanding that Cheetah Girls 3, One World, is already out and about. But I can only hope that they decide to give us snippets of the song as opposed to the whole damn thing in that movie. Although, I, you know, I imagine Don't it's Don't count not, on it. Yeah, but, but yeah, then we meet Lola, who is Marisol's mom. Yeah. And she is just such a subtle villain yeah like she's like oh i can be your spanish mama i know all the people to introduce you to this this contest is really hard marisol's never won this will be your third time she's like oh why don't we change numbers we can all hang out and i was like i smell a sabotage mm -hmm. this is clearly not just some nice old lady like older lady looking out for these girls speaking of big reactions while uh what was talking marisol's face is so over the top of like, oh my god, mom, shut up. Mom, <laughs> She's like so me. uncomfortable on her mom. face. You can read it a thousand miles away. And then you might as well get a jump cut to Lola talking to Marisol, walking side by side, where she basically says, Marisol, you've lost this contest twice already, you untalented piece of shit. We're gonna need to find somebody to carry you. Like... Now, granted, she, while those words are not said overtly, that's what she, that's, she says. That is the implication. She says, Marisol, you've lost this contest twice already. If you do it again, it's your last time. Like, 
And then she says, oh my God. you need to get one of these girls to sing with you because you can't do it by yourself. And you're fat because the whole time she's like slapping, slapping fries, fries out of her hand mm-hmm. and like making her order salads and not eat ice cream. It was very triggering. It, it was. Woof. So the plan now from Lola, the sabotage is that she's going to get Chanel. She's going to break up the Cheetah Girls and get Chanel and Marisol to be a duet because they both speak Spanish and they sang this lullaby together and it was so amazing. And this is when we get a semi montage that moves into an actual montage of the cheetah girls being distracted and not doing the rehearsal thing for the contest. The yeah. separate into that interest. We, yeah, montage. Separate interest. And it's, and I say it's a semi montage and then we get an actual montage because we have a lot of these scenes that are like pretty drawn out They're They're about five minutes or so of each of these girls doing their own individual things sort or of like leaving the rehearsal, abandoning uh, Galleria, they're going off and dancing on their own. If it's Dur- in the case of Dorinda, going off and Aqua just fucking off to design stuff. She don't see actually see. She's like, can I go design and then leaves? Uh, and Chanel actively singing and working with Marisol as I don't know somebody might rehearse weirdly with Marisol instead of uh, Galleria, and then that moves into a separate interest montage. To your point, Molly, and I was like, oh god, we are. Please just bring us to the bring us to the conflict point. Bring but us to the walk away moment. The Raven moments in the separate interest montage are her writing a new song for the contest, yeah. which is so stupid <laughs> because she just one yelled at all her friends for not. They needed to focus and they needed to sing a Cheetah Girl song. And she's like, says something about Marisol. And she's like, she doesn't know our songs. She's yelling at them about like staying on focus and they need to practice. And I'm like, well, how can they even fucking practice if you haven't written the song yet? Like, if you're so set on singing a new song, what what are they practicing? Mm. And two, why the fuck are you not writing? A, why are you writing a new song for this contest that's in five days? Why are you not using one of your old songs? Yeah, that you don't you have already, two years worth of yeah, songs? Don't you have songs you already know the words Dude. and choreography to? Why would you try to do a new song and have new choreography? That is stupid. <laughs> well, so they can have a new album, Molly. Yeah, that, that, is, that is, in fact, correct. Yeah. We've already had three songs in this movie. They couldn't have used one of those songs. Yeah, that's true. My the the one of these that bothers me is Dorenda's. Oh, sure. It gets oh, so the, dumb. The the un the absolutely fucking unnecessary drama. Yeah, I I so Dorinda and Joaquin obviously are continuing to see each other. He's clearly very interested. He calls and asks her to go to lunch. She meets him at the studio and watches as he walks in with a bunch of people he works with all in suits. And then he goes, I can't go with you. Like I can't right now. And sort of like says no to all of the folks that are going to lunch. And then immediately turns and is like, Oh, just let me get my jacket. Like we'll go. And she blows up on him. And I literally, I paused the movie and was like, what are you on one about? Like, this no is concept. out of nowhere. Like, it is literally out of nowhere. And then you just get, oh, she's projecting, I guess. Like, she's telling some stories, man. This is just some, like, way out of left field projection about the way that he may see her because he's a count and she perceives him as rich. And Dorinda comes from um, a foster home. And so she thinks she's going to be judged. But it, at no point in this relationship is this set up. No. Like, I he agree asks more. about her family at one point, 
And she says like, oh, that's a story for another time. And he even is like, good. That means there will be another time. Mm -hmm. Like he's only excited to ever see her. He only shows a ton of interest. He asks like he's very motivated. He's showing a lot of affection. This just felt completely unearned. And again, for a character that I really liked, like her Mm -hmm. arc was one of the brighter spots of Cheetah Girls 1 for me. And this is just like, I guess we're going to rehash this thing, but in a way worse way. It's like, did you forget she's poor? Right. We're going to we're going to make sure you remember. That. Right. Well, yeah. it's it's the same. Th- it <clears throat> solves itself in six minutes. Like, it's so unnecessary because the next time she sees him, he's like, hey, I couldn't take you to lunch with them because I can't afford to go there. Like I'm a count and you think that means I'm rich, but it's just a good name. We're not like I work at the dance studio to pay my bit. Like we're just the same. And she's like, oh, whoopsies. And it's like, we did not need this. Why can this not just be a romantic fling that she has on her trip to Barcelona? Like this is so stupid. I agree. Yep. We have the separate interest montage. We have the unnecessary drama between Dorinda and Joaquin. And throughout all of this, Galleria meets her mother, Dorothea, and is like, hey, I'm just going to go meet dad in Paris and go He's home. in Hong Kong. How the fuck are he's they going to He's got a layover in Paris, Molly. That's not how you would get back to New York City, is he, it? He's got a layover in Paris. Galleria is going to meet her dad on a layover in Paris and go home because she is... There are so many different ways Galleria could have phrased this. The best of which would have been, I see my friends not wanting to be as engaged in this as I am instead of trying to force it on them because they're having more fun doing this thing. I think I'm j- I like, I think I'm just going to go. Why can't she just have fun in Barcelona with her friends? Or you know, a great question. Or, or yeah, exactly. Like, why does she have to leave at all? Because she is being a self-righteous victim playing gaslighting asshole right now. Like I... This was so over the top and dramatic for me. She's try- she's playing a martyr complex because she's like, no one cares about the music as much as I do. And, my- and first of all, like, you're in Spain and like none of her friends have done anything that bad. Like, sure, you should take the music contest seriously. But like her friends are just having a good time in Spain, which is not a crime ever. But especially not when you're across. But she is being so dramatic and so self serving and it's like she's i i cannot stand this character and it's just for her to play the victim and then run away and then have them come groveling at the train station for her to be able to go i forgive you but now you guys have to listen to me and take it really seriously because i wrote this song it's and it's like shut up why could she not just go off with Anne hell who then maybe could teach her something like sure music's important but so is life and adventures and, and then she's seeing the, same, seeing the world and is. like and then she could be like you're right i should have been like what a fucking terrible plot line because it once again makes her correct and her friends incorrect and they didn't even fucking do anything well it also is uh, as we've said exactly what happened in the first movie mm-hmm. like are the situations different? Sure. In the first movie, it was the record studio, her three friends, and then she bails because she's the only one that believes in the real music. 
And now it's, we're in Barcelona, we're at this music festival, you're not practicing the way I want you to, and- For a song I haven't even fucking written yet. And I'm the only one that believes in the real music. And it's, it's, I mean, it really is wild that if you just like move the movie to Barcelona, it's the same movie. 100%. There is one line in this section and it, uh, I don't know why, but it stood out to me. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it's, she's talk gallery is talking with her mom and her mom's like, I'm worried about you not pursuing your dreams. Like if I'm here doing this thing in fashion and gallery is stuff. She's like, no, no mom, you stay here because you should pursue your dream. And I was like, what in the savior complex is this bullshit? You don't need to give your mother permission to, to pursue her dreams. I, I think that that line uh, I, I agree with you, but I think that that line is a little inspired by the fact that Dorothea sets up this conversation by saying, when you were born, I made some choices that I don't regret, but it means that I walked away from some of my stuff. Correct. Right? And so I think that that line serves to say like, don't do that again. Like I'm okay. And so I don't hate that line. I think it's fine. I hate the situation we're in. Like, I really hate the gallery of walks away again. And I just wish that it could be like, Hey, if Chanel wants to sing with Marcel, I'll be her biggest. I'll be disappointed, but she's my friend. And that's the most important thing. And I'll cheer her on. And if Dorinda wants to dance, then I'll cheer her on. And if we all sing, and if Aquanet is here, and if Aquanet, I'll here, acknowledge her. I don't know. <laughs> and if Aquanet's here, I don't. I don't know where because I haven't seen her. Where is she? Where is she? She likes fashions now. All right. Yeah. Well, then I'll wear one. Yeah, uh, sure. Like yeah, I, I would rather be like I'll just support my friends. I, I truly wish in my version of the story, she goes out within hell to give him a point and to play that off, and he shows her how beautiful Barcelona is, and she realizes that there's more to life than singing and that uh, she can be passionate about her music, but also about seeing the world and experiencing well, also, other things. Or or maybe it results. I mean, obviously we know it's coming around to an end concert, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it could be like, Hey, I, there's so much tension um, from all the girls being distracted and us not being able to be here that I can't write this song. And then she goes out with on hell and, sees Barcelona as an in, and is inspired by this city mm. and by his guitar playing and she writes a new song with a new sound that he features on like instead of this weird sexy breakup song they sing it's yeah like i i think that that would be better like then it's not like she walks away and it's the exact same thing it's like i can't like i'm not connecting with the music Mm. and you know you get a slightly different there's a there's a way to make this different than what it was but that also suggests that they want to make any storyline in this movie different which they do not and to your point we are about to hit what i call rapid fire wrap up and that is where we just have a whole lot of the same conflict that we've just had established let's tie that up immediately Mm -hmm. those major things are one chanel and luke we have to solve that right now because chanel has heard her mother be very very sad that she has not gotten engaged that her relationship with luke has not progressed and that 
to her mother, it is it is because Chanel has not been open or welcoming or accepting of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Chanel overhears this, mm-hmm. walks away very loudly. I mean, <laughs> she would certainly have been heard to Luke's office where she to our to our conversation earlier apologizes to Luke and and effectively comes around to say, hey, if you want to love my mom, please feel free. And immediately afterwards, we have a proposal. Yeah, he just goes out and is like, well, all right, I'll give her the right And then good as time as any, I yeah. guess. And then we get the Dorinda-Joaquin scene I was describing earlier, wrapping that one up. Yep, got to wrap that one up. Where he not only, you know, they reconnect, but also he says, I have a competition in New York. How convenient. Will you dance with me mm-hmm. when I go? Right? So there's some future for this pair uh, uh, that is um, uh, set up. Then we have Marisol giving, continuing to give Chanel calls. But Chanel, and this, instead of accepting them at this point, is like, no, I have to practice with the Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. We have to make progress on our song. Now, Lola doesn't like this. Lola's not a fan. Well, this is after Galleria starts to weave. Yeah, yes. This is after they've and gone to the train we station miss, we, Yeah, we can't miss the all the girls in oh, bathrobes. Yeah. Uh, at the train station, groveling to Galleria, begging her. You know what my actual new rewrite of this movie is? Uh-huh. Galleria leaves. Uh-huh. They perform without her and win without her, and she realizes she don't mean shit. <laughs> That's my actual rewrite of this movie. Okay, so Lola does not like that Chanel is not taking Marisol's calls any longer, and schedules some time for the cheetah girls to perform their material at the dancing cat. Yeah. We're back to the dancing cat. They go, they have a great performance of another new song and (laughs) not, not the new song that's going to be sung at the performance. No, no, no. Different new song. Track six on the album. That's Mm -hmm. right. And the owner pays the girls for their performance. Yeah. Hands them a fat tip. And, you know, I'm sure the three of us thought this probably isn't a good thing at this point. I went, oh, I wonder if now they're considered professional singers and they can't be in the amateur competition. You know what, Molly? Wow. If that isn't the exact information we are about to learn. It's like I've seen a decom before. Mm -hmm. Like, no fucking shit. That's what's going to happen. Now, now I understand that this is a, a pretty big moment that certainly won't be resolved in 35 seconds. But prior to this grand reveal, we also find out that Aqua has designed the costumes for the Cheetah Girls for their performance. Why couldn't we have seen that? Like, I I would have rather... I, I, I want so badly. Now... Am I remembering correctly that that she's not in the book? Uh, in the book series, there are five Cheetah Girls, uh-huh. interestingly enough. Galleria, Chanel, Dorinda, and Jeanette, and Aquanet. Okay. I, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking that she wasn't featured in the book, and that was our premise for why she didn't really get featured in the movie. Huh. But I... I like I would have rather seen her study with the fashion designer and be inspired by yes. the fashion designer than pick one of the other stories that I've already seen. Like re- replace Dorinda. I like Dorinda. I think Dorinda is my favorite one of the characters. Same. But I would rather see Aquanet study fashion design from the designer and like learn something and it be original than do the same Dorinda plot again. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather us do that than the same Chanel plot again. I'd rather us do that. Why not give this girl a fucking storyline that is interesting. It's right there. It writes itself. They already gave a half ass like 
here's a fashion expert that mom knows because oh, even yeah. even that would pay off with the like you're too distracted you're just focused on that and then the reveal is no i made us our wardrobe for the perform like i was distracted but always focused on our performance right like yes i was over here spending time here but always in service of the cheetah girls and it could have also fed into the plot like it what a beautiful tie-in it would have had max to the previous conversation points of like had Galleria gone with on hell and like had a learning moment, yeah. she could have come back and it would have been a reinforcement of that moment. Well, and then all of your storylines can be, I mean, fuck Chanel's storyline. It's stupid. Like the, Chanel can just be the catalyst for them to be there. And mm -hmm. that's enough, right? It could be Dorinda now choreographs with the tango involved because she learns from Joaquin, right? right. Cut her tension bullshit. It doesn't need to be there. Cut it out, right? Uh, Galleria writes with guitar and with a new style because she learns from on hell and aqua designs new costumes because she learns from a fashion designer and it's because of the beauty and and the culture of spain and of barcelona that they are able to have a new performance instead we get the first fucking movie again and it's like <laughs> it's right there guys it's right fucking in front of you and it would prove like you said alan to raven galleria that there are is more than one way to be dedicated to the mm -hmm. cheetah girls because you can't have you know if your song is good but you look like shit that's not great but if you have bad dance moves that's not like it's like each of them bring yep. something maybe chanel could add the spanish into the music or like sure. and that, like and that way each of them brought something to the final performance and that's why it was so great yeah but instead the cheetah girls have gotten paid so therefore instead of being amateur musicians they are professionals and because they are professional musicians they cannot take part in the contest but Lola's there with a great suggestion. Hey, just bring Marisol into your group, and guess what? You are no longer the Cheetah Girls. And then the girls say, wait a minute, we don't speak Spanish. Lola says, but Chanel does. And Chanel's like, but the girls are a full package. And then with the girls' support, they're like, you know what, Chanel, we need to have a Cheetah Girl represented up there on that stage. Go and sing with Marisol. And I thought, no shot in hell after all of this conflict about the Cheetah Girls being bonded forever, always together. Cheetah girl growl power. Is that going to happen? Sure enough, it's going to happen. But wait, there's more. Angel <laughs> has seen uh, that there has been a, a payment made, but he sees it because the girls, the remainder of the cheetah girls have taken their hundred euros each and they have taken it back to the dancing cat to return it, to try to, and I quote, make things right. What are they making right? They don't think that they're going to get in the contest by doing this. They don't even tell the contest owner that. They just aren't going to give the guy 100 euro. Why? I, why would I, he take it back? He's why like, no, I paid you. Why would he? I would not take it. I've already processed I, that on my payroll. The only yeah. reason to take it back is to go, we didn't take the money, put us back in the contest. Sure. But they don't do that. <laughs> no, their line is, we want to make things right. What? Angel sees this and he's like, it's time for me to shine. <laughs> it is time for me to perform the it's greatest. Time for me to cash in nepotism. Yeah, hell yeah. Deus Ex Machina in the form of nepotism. Look time at is the, now. Look at that fucking face on this poster. Look <laughs> at know, that. Look at that poster. Who's the face of your event? Do you it's know it is my me? face. And you know why? Because my nepotism. uncle is the organizer, everybody. Yeah. So I'm gonna take my take my 
hearsay to him and try to clear the name the of gu- the cheetah the girls. The name of the cheetah growls. What is this? And the organizer's like, hey, Lola, fuck you. True. <laughs> You are one shysty lady, and I believe on hell because he's my nephew. And guess what? The Cheetah Girls are back in, baby. This doesn't even make sense. Because, (laughs) like, okay, I accept that she set them up. Sure. I accept that this was her underhanded way of getting them kicked out of the contest. She knew what she was doing, obviously. But they took the fucking money. So, like... What difference does it they make? They still got paid, no, they, man. they gave it back. They wanted to make things right. <laughs> they said, oh, consequences? <laughs> we don't like consequences. Here's a, here's a plot. Here's a little plot sticking point that's going to come and go in six minutes. Like, I... <laughs> what is this? I just don't even understand. It is, it is a better movie. If you don't have all this bullshit with On Hell, if you just have the girls go give the money back and then get to get in the contest and surprise Lola that they're in. And she's yeah. like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we gave the money back. And she just didn't see that come. Like, we don't need the runaround of this guy watching them give the money back for no apparent fucking but like, reason. But like, it, th- this is such a stupid fucking piece of conflict. To begin with <laughs> because, because if they could just give the money back, why wouldn't he be like, no, well, you got paid. Or if you want to give the money back, you can perform. Exactly. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, just give them the out. He could be like, hey, no, you're professional now. Unless you just want to not be that. And then you can just. <laughs> I am I am so flummoxed. It's so, like, it's so delightful. I just have been trying to figure it out. Because the way it's sold is like, oh, I found out that Lola set you up. And yes. that's why you're in. It's like. No, they still took the money though. Like I I I'm just delighted by this. It is just because it is it is literally the definition of Deus Ex Machina where this guy's like I've I it's like the end of a Scooby Doo movie. I have revealed your dastardly plot, Lola, and, and therefore the heroes and heroines shall take part in the contest. Because of this, we have Marisol stands up to her mother's like, it was never about me. It's always been about you. Yeah. And Marisol fucks off. She's like, I'm gonna go eat food I wanna eat she now. It's good for you, Marisol. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Stand up to people who body shame. Yes. Okay, and then we have perhaps the single most cringe thing I have seen in a decom occur in the opening of this final number. By the way, folks, we are entering what I like to call the Kenny Ortega special, which is just there has to be a final number where everybody in the movie who has ever done anything in the movie from choreo to singing appears in one big number. Yeah. Listen, lovely and high school musical. This one was also pretty cool, but we had to, it took some time to warm up, if I'm being honest. It starts with Angel. Now, I'm going to pause here for a moment because you might be thinking to yourself, Angel isn't part of the Cheetah Girls. You'd be correct. And by Lola's logic, if anybody other than the Cheetah Girls came up on stage, they wouldn't be the Cheetah Girls. But you know what? That's out the window now. That doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so Angel is out on the stage. But also, <laughs> by, Raven, but also by Raven Simone's fucking dumb logic, she at one point yells at 
uh, Chanel and is like, stop hanging out with Marisol. She's not a cheetah girl. Mm-hmm. She can't perform with us. Well, what the... F- well, who's yeah, this guy? Spoiler alert, she's coming. She's yeah. coming. Don't worry. Don't uh, worry. We'll, we'll undermine that immediately, too. So the cheetah girls appear on stage after a very a too long really introduction to this final song i i gotta i okay i gotta i gotta (laughs) you good i have so many things to say the first is you know max yeah you know how you said you wanted a fashion plot Uh, uh (laughs) after you saw these costumes (laughs) how did you feel about the fashion plot simone's hat is the craziest (laughs) fucking thing i've ever seen it's high noon somewhere in the world bro there's no top Like a visor. <laughs> it's just it's just the brim. It's all brim. <laughs> okay. And the feathers. It's all And she has a skirt that she takes off and leaves oh like it's like God, the skirt says so like it's such a long train. Okay. Giant circular brim. I was I <laughs> I'm in tears. Okay. I wasn't gonna bring this up God, it's but so i, funny. It's I so delightful. have to now oh, that i love it i love it we have seen these costumes and this has happened multiple times in the film i think it is crazy how differently they dress raven than the other three girls because raven's curvier mm. and it is such an early Ooh, 2000s yeah thing and it was staring me in the face this whole movie and i was like uh, that sucks but that's a sure. you know touchy subject i'm not gonna but i cannot stay silent on these fucking outfits for the finale because everybody else has very fitted clothing mm-hmm. corset chanel has like a bullfighter matador thing going on and raven they put raven in the most unflattering clothes because she's bigger and it's like they just they don't do it they're horrible and it calls more attention i don't it should be in my ideal world they'd put them all in similar outfits to show doesn't matter what size you are this outfit's cool anybody can rock any size but instead they're like no 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 no. we have to put the other three thinner girls in very tight very form-fitting outfits leather pants tight pants boots but we're gonna put raven in the biggest fucking frumpy ass horrible costume we can find and they did this the whole movie Mm -hmm. and it is like that sucks that just sucks sucks. that it's It's like and i hate this character but like that just sucks because it's just calling more attention to something that doesn't need to be called attention to like just put them all just put them all in the same style outfit because and that's the other thing if they all had four completely different styles of outfit you wouldn't notice sure but when you have the three thin girls all wearing the same style of outfit and then raven wearing something so outlandishly and heavy and tons of fabrics and like Ugh, that just it made me go ugh, and that is I don't mid two thousand shit, and right I don't there. even like it's this bad. character. But it's like bad. I thought it with these dumb cargo pants they had her in earlier when all the other girls were wearing like very tight, and it just is it's just gross mm-hmm. and it annoyed me. And um, that outfit, uh, her stylist, I guess Aquanet should be Aqua. ashamed of this horrible 
traffic accident of an outfit. Well, you know, at least she made an impact. <laughs> you know what, though? Keep the hat. Yeah. The hat <laughs> she can no, keep the hat. Can she can keep the hat. The hat can, the hat can only the stay hat. if everybody who performs, which is about to be oh a God. whole lot of people, gets the hat. I love the hat. So we have Angel, the four Cheetah Girls up there on stage. Suddenly, Marisol gets invited up and sings a new bridge that I'm sure that Galleria did not write in Spanish. Then, from... Nowhere. The crowd. Joaquin and, and a his whole dance, dance crew. crew appear. And Very they have dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. And now everybody has to be on the big, da- big dance number. Again, the Kenny Ortega special. So they are all here. And then, as if you thought that wasn't enough, people, the director himself comes, of the contest comes, in to, play the comes in to frame to play the trumpet. Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> he loved it so much. Why? He just comes out of it? nowhere to on the trumpet. <laughs> oh, so I don't think I mentioned this. I was watching the when they were practicing, like, post- fight makeup i'm pretty sure angel is an extra in the dancing scenes oh like quite a few times because i saw him in the dancing scene i was like wait a minute <laughs> I've seen where's that before. guy been what are you doing here oh and this of course it has to be the end of the movie because we have had our big dance scene it is going to end with everybody taking their bows everybody giving each other time to stand in the spotlight and gab their flowers and that is how the Cheetah Girls 2 ends. Hold and we, on. we could assume they won because he played the trumpet with them, right? That's is that right. how I, you... I think, I think you assume he won. This, that's how he declares the winner. If yeah. he comes out on stage with the trumpet, you you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what I love most about this? One, it's exactly the same way the first movie ended. But two, this the movie starts by telling you exactly what it is, and it ends by telling you exactly what it is. Because, uh-huh. Alan, to your point... Uh, as the song is wrapping up, Galleria walks up and, uh, as if to take a bow, presents Angel, her counterpart, right? Everybody cheers, right? Chanel walks up, presents Marisol. Everybody cheers. I know what this Dorinda is. walks up, <laughs> presents Joaquin. Everybody cheers. Everybody cheers. And then Aqua presents her peers of the movie the backup dancers the other nameless backup da- the name the nameless backup dancers shows backup dancers and i was like yeah that is your role in this movie i agree yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's I'm not tears. incorrect oh it's so funny although i have to tell you a fun fact this movie had an alternate ending <laughs> A different music video? Yep, it did. In an alternate ending, we go to Juanita and Luke's marriage. Oh. We are at their wedding. Hmm. And there was another song that was not shown in the TV or sing-along versions of this movie, and it was called Cherish the Moment, and it ended on that one. Lame. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, wow. We have... <laughs> That's the Cheetah Girls to everybody. Oh, I've got to know what your thoughts are. Ooh, Molly? Well, I hated it. Yeah. Um, if that wasn't clear, uh-huh. I think Galleria is the uh, second most unlikable lead character we've had in a DCOM after Life is Rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate that this is the same movie again. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 2.2. And this is after confirming with Max that I gave the first one a 2. Yeah. So I'm specifically giving one point, uh, point one point to the tango hip hop mashup. Uh-huh. And I'm giving point one for it being set in a pretty city. 
Yeah. Uh, but I fucking hate this movie and I never want to see it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The end. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, God. Wow. I gave it a two. Uh, I gave it a 1.6 last time. And the improvement is because I think the music is better in this one. And the scenes are prettier. I I agree that I think that the music is overall better. I like the setting way more. I am frustrated by most other things that happened in this film. But I will say that I found the first one to make me physically uncomfortable watching it. And this one didn't make me physically uncomfortable. Huh. I just didn't like it. And so I'm going to give it a 2.5. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Pretty I mean, terrible still. We're all still oh, in the same. it's still horrible. It's, I, I feel so, I feel kind of bad because I know it's a very beloved I don't feel bad. Movie. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> it's a horrible movie. It's true. I'm just saying it's a beloved franchise to a lot of people. And I, I and, and I, I wonder if it's more nostalgia for the music than it is for the actual film. Because the movie to me is bad plot bad movie wrapped around okay time up time appropriate yeah. music and if you're looking at it from the simple like i just want to hear the songs but didn't just buy the album yeah i said that the first one um i which i wouldn't have remembered except that when molly asked me what her rating was i went back and i just listened to what we said <laughs> and i i said the same thing in the first one which was like if what you love about the cheetah girls is the music i get it uh-huh i think that the first song, banger. I like the finale number. I like some of the songs in between. I, I do think they go too long in this movie, like each one individually. But just if you have nostalgia for that music playing and that being sort of the soundtrack of your childhood or, you know, when you were hanging out with your friends or whatever, like, I understand. I'm very, like, I, I very much get that experience. Um, I think about, like, how much... Say La Vie by Bewitched mm. stands out to me. And like, yeah. I associate that, like, I know it's in Smart House, but like, I heard about it from there and I really, you know, so like, I get it. Uh, but man, as a movie, it's just really weak. It's just not good. It's just not a good film. <sighs> well, I do have a review for you both and you, dear listener. Oh boy. The title of this review is one of the greatest Disney Channel original movies ever. Well, that's not true. With about eight exclamation points. Mm -hmm. I think that this film was great. I know that some of it was very unrealistic, like the girls having to audition over the phone, then being accepted. But I think that it was still very fun to watch. The songs were great to sing along with, and the dance moves were great too. I do think they need to develop Aqua's character more. Mm, I agree. <laughs> At least they developed her more than the last one, but I think they made her worse. She was <laughs> greedy for food and became a fashion designer. What? I also think they gave her stupid lines like, a dancing cat and a dancing count, I'm dizzy. That was the worst <laughs> acting I've seen in my life. Mm. I Hold think that your title of this review is the best decom ever, and you're only being critical. Yep, yep, yep. Don't worry. We're, we're halfway there. I think that people keep on looking at the worst parts of this film. 
I think they should be focused on the good parts, <laughs> like the dancing and singing, and they will realize how great it was. Mm. After all, it is a Disney Channel original movie, so it's full of fantasy and a bit of bad acting. <laughs> I also like how the setting has changed. Most of the times in the movies, they stay the same. They stay in the same place, and it never gets interesting. But the Cheetah Girls too was great. They made Barcelona seem like a place you want to visit because the Cheetah Girls have been there. That is why I want to go to why. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the reason. That's it. Definitely that, not that's wine why. and cheese. I might even go to Barcelona for the holidays. <laughs> oh, because oh, the Cheetah Girls went there. Mm-hmm. I really like Marisol. She was a great actress, dancer, and singer. My favorite song she sang was Why Wait. Her mom was great at being a villain in this film. Overall, I think that this movie was great. It could be better, but it's a movie that I would <laughs> love to watch over and over again. <laughs> My favorite song was Amigas, Cheetahs, and Strut. And I've watched those songs five times already. Jeez. I think that the Cheetah Girls should become a real band. Mm. Raven isn't doing so well as a solo artist. Boy, do I have good <laughs> news for you, What if the Cheetah Girls start selling records? It would be great. Oh, mm. oh, golly. This is, then this is just the last bit of commentary, I promise. I do not like the names the Cheetah Girls are given. It seems like they're nicknames. The worst name is Galleria Garibaldi. I mean, in reality, how can someone have a name like that? I know sometimes parents give their children weird names, but I think Galleria was the worst. One of the greatest Disney movies ever. I can't say I agree, but I just happy for you. Glad some, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. My favorite part that I've read of one of these, and it, this was consistent throughout a lot of these reviews, are like, listen, try watch it again and try not to be too negative. <laughs> and I'm like, it's consistent throughout all of That's, these reviews. And I'm like, homie, I'm trying. I'm really trying. That is a bad sign. I, You know, I walk into each one of these and I... I try to have an open mind. Yeah, 100%. I walk in with a big decom-sized grain of salt. Yeah. Open heart, open yeah. mind. I am ready... I, want, I, I go in hoping these movies are good. Genuine hope is yeah. in my body. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose, man. That's right. And the the number of times those hopes have been dashed against the rocks of despair mm-hmm. and disappointment mm-hmm. have been, have been you know, there have been a number of my, them. My bar's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, did I not want to turn that off? five like that's yeah. like that's literally yeah. the bare minimum yeah that's where you start all of them start at five sure and Damn. then i go hey i like that six yeah <laughs> no I, I didn't want to like turn this off and like hand pick up grains of rice yeah. like i, <laughs> no, I this is not bad yeah. you know i asked myself would i rather be doing chores right now <laughs> if, if yes, four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, well, keep that same energy because we are going to return to Halloween Town Which next week. Which doesn't have KJB. You are correct. It does not have Kimberly J. Brown. Oh. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Although it does not feature KJB as Marnie, Joey Zimmerman, Debbie Reynolds, Judith Hoig, and Lucas Grabeel reprise their roles. A.K.A. Ryan Evans. Yeah, Ryan Evans is back. <laughs> nice. Of all the characters to bring back. They brought back Ryan. Of High School Musical fame at this point. Yeah, so. he's, he's been in now. 
Uh, this also wraps our year, doesn't it? Yeah. That wraps the, 2006. That, that will so wrap 2006. Better start thinking of our highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We'll get into it next week, yep, friends. We sure will. Yeah, that'll happen. Got a happen. feeling it's pretty dry. Yep, same Although, we'll see. We got to see this movie before <laughs> yeah, I make it. Return to Halloween Town could change everything. It could change everything. It could knock High School Musical off its pedestal. Yeah, right. Well, wait, we're going to maintain... Full eyes, uh, clear, clear eyes, full hearts. hearts. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And if you'd like to join in the conversation about this or any of other episodes, please feel free to join us on Discord. We really would love to have you. But until next time, friends, this was the Cheetah Girls 2. And next week, we're coming at you with Return to Halloween Town. So we will see you then. Bye bye now. Goodbye. Cheetalicious. Growl power. You guys think about how Amigas Cheetahs means friends cheetahs? <laughs> Not girl cheetah, cheetah girls? Like, I understand the rhymes better than, yeah. like... It doesn't make me sense. Yeah. I don't like this movie.